welcome to Her Unrealistic Ways. Hi, I'm Molly Hamill, a former corporate executive turned spiritual entrepreneur on a mission to help women create unrealistic results in unrealistic ways, to rely on energy, intuition, and manifesting as much as action, thinking, and doing it all themselves. In this podcast, you'll hear me share insights from my own journey, as well as conversations with inspiring women who are creating their own realities. Let's get started. Rose, I'm so excited that you're here. You just heard a little bit about Rose, but she's also a manifester. And so she's my she's one of my people in my circle that I'll call upon when I need to be informed. <laughs> and we, we were jamming one day. She's informing me at my office and it was so helpful. And this like massive portal opens. And I want to capture some of what we were talking about for all of you who are listening right now. And one of the themes, Rose and I have both been on our own health journeys, and that's something that we've recently reconnected on. And something that we're going to talk to you about today is the andness of both. And so Rose is very much, I hope she's like a, a pleasure muse for you right now, because <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's like we've been coming out of this era of so much masculinity and so much like work harder and faster and structure and rigidity. And like some people have gone to the exact opposite and that, and it's really about a balance and finding the balance. And that's really what we were talking about. And you represent to me is like, you were talking about safety and sexy, like you get to have both and be both. So I'm going to stop rambling and let you start going. (laughs) <laughs> and share some of what you shared with me when we were chatting and how that's we were the day we were talking was obviously in the context of business but it's all yeah. it's also life like as an integrated being you're approaching business the same way you're approaching life you're approaching relationships in integrated fashion absolutely oh my gosh i love this topic so much <laughs> so i love how you said that we get to have both and we get to be both And that's really what this idea of safety and sexy is. And I am a big believer that business, life, relationships, we are integrative beings. So I'm so glad you named that. And I'm a big believer that in all of these areas, pleasure and desire is truly a compass for us. That's really what I'm talking about when I say sexy. It's this energy of pleasure, desire, that vitality, that life force, that sensual, sexual energy, that passion. The things that light us up, the things that give us joy, give us excitement, that feel good to us. And those things, those feelings of joy and pleasure, that's a signal from our body that we're on the right track. That's our innate wisdom from our body. And there are things that can keep us from tapping into that innate wisdom. The number one thing that keeps us from tapping into that innate wisdom is actually the lack of feeling safe. For example, if I was about to go on the best roller coaster that I could possibly imagine, I'm so excited to go on this ride. I can't wait. And right as we're about to take off, I realized that my safety bar is not in place. It is not latched me down. And so instead of enjoying the ride, I actually get terrified the whole time and I'm clinging for dear life. And this is really an example of without that basic piece of safety, it's very difficult to enjoy the ride that is life. And that's because our brain and body's number one job is survival. So if it feels like our physical or even our social survival is in jeopardy, nothing else really matters to the brain and the body. 
Now, something I want to name here is that societal systems and norms like capitalism, patriarchy, sexism, racism, beauty standards, fat phobia, even like religious norms or family or cultural norms, these can all create a sneaky lack of internal safety because of those social implications. It's also our internal measure of how am I measuring up against society, what society says is successful. And even if we don't consciously agree with these societal norms, they still seep into our subconscious mind, which can create um, that sneaky lack of safety that keeps us from tapping into the innate wisdom of our bodies, that innate wisdom of finding what feels good and of following what feels good. So safety alone is not really the goal either, like having a super safe life where there's no risk at all, there's no excitement. That's not super fulfilling. We're not challenged in any way. We're not stepping outside of our comfort zone. And it's pretty boring. <laughs> but I, I think that identifying some of the main things that are getting in the way of feeling safe so that we can reestablish some systems, maybe that's clear boundaries, maybe that's dismantling some of these unconscious beliefs can be really helpful because when we do create some safety, then we can expand that bubble of safety by taking baby steps outside of the safety bubble, allowing for our nervous systems to catch up. Okay, what's the next thing that is exciting us? What's the next thing that's drawing our attention? What's the next thing that's giving me pleasure? Okay, let me step just lightly outside of my safety bubble. And I'll say that going on my own healing journey and hearing the stories of women and queer folks over the last decade of working in pelvic and sexual wellness really showed me that we all need a combination of support to reconnect to our pleasure, our joy, our sexy life energy, and reestablish safety in our bodies and our relationships and in our daily life. And so for me, my most recent health journey, that really looked like adding safety by creating a social support system of healers who believed in my body's innate ability to heal even when I was having trouble holding on to that hope myself. So creating social safety, allowing others to hold the vision that I would heal added a lot of safety to my journey. And so that's a little bit about safety and sexy and how it's shown up for me in my life, my business relationships. Let's like ground this a little bit, though, because it's easy to be like, yeah, I want to do that. But there's a lot of work that's going on behind the scenes. And so for those of you listening, your situation could be completely different. It might not be a health issue that you're dealing with. It could be an issue with someone in your family that's taking your attention away from your business, or it could be a health thing. It could be something blows up in your business. And there's a million things that bring us into a state of, oh, what now? And you were in a time this year where some of the basics of life were a struggle due to yeah. health. And so that is a very root chakra triggering situation to be in because for most people, it's especially if you own your own business, it's like where the app is the money going to come from? Mm -hmm. And when we chatted, it felt like you brought a completely different level of consciousness to it. And I would say a more feminine energy of trusting, like actually really trusting. Like I know most of us say, oh, I, I'm just, I'll trust that. But inside there's like a terror happening. It's just on our minds level that we're saying that we're trusting. Yeah. Mind, I know everyone's heard me say this, but the mind 
is dense. It's a beautiful gift and it's also the lowest vibration compared to our intuition or our emotions. And so can you talk to me a little bit about that process and like what you leaned into and what the results were for you? Yeah, I want to normalize this. My process was messy as fuck. So even though I've been, I've had very similar journeys. I've had other health struggles where I've had to go through that fear to trust. I've had relationship struggles. I've had business struggles where I've had to go from fear to trust. Even if you've navigated these journeys, with each new situation, we have new tools, but we also have new challenges. And so there were seasons, right? At the beginning, I was, I actually was in trust at the beginning. And then I started to physically get worse and worse. And I lost my trust. I lost my connection. I went deep into fear. And I, for myself, could no longer hold the vision alone. All the evidence in the real world was telling me I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. And I was physically, which is a terrifying place to be. And I am a medical professional. I understand the wiggles and squiggles of health journeys, that they are not linear. But mine was in a clear downward trajectory for some time. And so I needed other healers to hold me in that moment. I want to name that so often we think if I just had the perfect self-care routine, yeah. if I just had the perfect EFT tapping routine, if I had just had just the journal routine, if I had the perfect somatic routine, I was doing all of those strategies. I was doing, right, quote unquote, doing everything right. I needed others to hold the belief with me. And when I reached out to my community of healers and when I, some people were dear friends, some people were colleagues, some people were healers that I was working with. When I surrounded myself with those beliefs, it began to permeate the fear and it began to shift this terrifying freeze state that I was in to this place of possibility. I'm open to the possibility. That's something I talk to my clients about all the time, this belief ladder. When we are shifting from a really strong belief, like my business is never going to make money, right? Or I'm never going to have a fulfilling sex life with my partner or whatever it is. We can't go from there to I'm going to make a million dollars tomorrow or I'm going to have the best marriage of my life, right? We need, I'm open to the possibility that this could shift in the positive direction. And that was the first Step. I just want to stop there for a second because that's really important. And you've people who have done my programs have heard me rant like, you're making a shit sandwich if you think you can go from like fear to the lightest and brightest. And you really need to, using what Rose just talked about, which is so wise of that process of the possibility escalating you. We were chatting earlier about baby steps, but it's what's the next possibility that you can actually wrap your head and your heart around? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean it's the best possibility. It just means it's one that doesn't rip your system apart when you think about embodying it, that it actually feels possible to you. And yeah. depending on where you're at, that can be very different in different days. But that's the pathway to get into back into kind of your set point of operating or a new one or a higher one is what Rose was just talking about of like baby stepping your way through the possibilities. If you're feeling a chronic, dealing with a chronic illness, it might be like, Tomorrow, it's possible that I'll be able to get out of bed, even though a year ago, like Rose was dancing, like it would have been like possible that I'm going, I'm going to get my dance on tonight, like very yeah. different possibilities. And you, yeah. you can't just like 
And I think that's part of, I'm, I'm harping on this a little bit because I think that's so much of the piece that's missing for people when we think about mantras and stuff like that. It's just like slapping shit and you have to get into an, a space of neutrality, baby yeah. stepping your way to neutrality before you can begin to like truly up level from that yeah. space. Neutrality and curiosity. So yeah. that's something I really want to highlight here. I started to get really curious about how the fear was physically and emotionally impacting me. And for me, it was a, it was obviously a, a physical, it, it was tied to physical symptoms. So the physical was really big, but I, I have my clients do this behaviorally in their own relationship. How is it showing up the way that you're communicating with your partner? How is it showing up in the way that you're walking into a room? How is it showing up in the way that you're communicating in the bedroom, showing up in the bedroom? How is it showing up in the way that you're experiencing desire? And from the business perspective, how is it showing up in the way that you're engaging with potential clients, engaging with referral partner, the content you're creating, the way that you're interacting with clients? It really does permeate the being, right? We're the center rock. And so I think that curiosity about what the ripples of, if I threw a, a fear rock into the water, like what do those ripples look like? And then I also began a conversation with my body that was very different. I felt a lot of fear that if my body didn't perform perfectly, that meant something catastrophic. And this this has to do with the way that I talk to my business too, because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, right? Like in the past, when I've had a lower money month, I've been really mad at my business and I felt like she's failing or letting me down or there's something that's not working. What's wrong with you, right? Criticism, blame. If we use these in our relationship, we're going to see the same pattern show up, right? If there's a disconnect in our partner, what's wrong with us? That's a totally different energy than, oh, how interesting. We don't feel as connected. I wonder what we could do to connect more is different than we feel disconnected. Are we going to break up? Is there, are we not a good couple? The quality of the questions that you ask is the answer that you're going to get back. And so any symptoms I would feel in my body, and this is the same with your business, if you have a lower month or you have less clients, it's okay, I'm listening and I'm going to take good care of you no matter what. That's what I would say to my body. And that's what I say to my business. Mm -hmm too and relationship all the things all of that i this is something that i talk about in solid gold offer and i'd love to hear a little bit more about this aspect of what you're talking about and i talk about how embodiment is important and but that can also be a way that we guilt and shame ourselves so for the example i i use sometimes is if you want to be like a, a business coach for example and you put up your your thing online and you're like, I coach seven figure women on the, you're not making seven figures. There can be a lot of energy blocks there, right? Because mm -hmm. it's not authentic. Now, like in the entrepreneur energetic sessions that I do, it doesn't matter if you make $10 or 10 million because the process works regardless of the salary. So there's no energetic funkiness for me to say, I serve people that make $10. I serve people that make 10, 10 million. Because I'm not saying, oh, I specialize in women that make this amount of money, right? So you're someone who your business, in a sense, is like helping women connect 
with the pleasure of their partners, but also their own body. So when you're in this space where like pleasure is not possible, it's really like a survival mode that you're in. Did any of the guilt vibes come up for you or shame vibes of, oh, I'm not in my pleasure with my body right now. Like, how could I, um, how could I show up and serve people? And I already know that's not true. I know you're more <laughs> than people doing that. I'm not questioning if you could. The question is, did you go through that internal yeah. dialogue and how did you manage that piece? Because I know that you are like me and so many people are listening, so sensitive, like very mm -hmm. energy sensitive mm -hmm. or even empaths. And there's such a high level of um, conscientiousness that comes with that. And so it can be easy to slip into shaming ourselves that I'm not in that perfect space myself with feeling pleasure with my body and my partner. Yeah. That show up for you at all or in, in your past health situations? And how is that? How did you navigate that? That's such a good question. That level of guilt and shame actually did not show up for me on this journey. <laughs> Yay! I know. <laughs> and maybe that's just a testament to how much work I had done going in. But yes. Oh, my God. That makes me so happy to hear. Is that a lot of women? That's the first thing that comes up and it's bullshit, but it's just our process. Yeah. And I'm so grateful oh. that it didn't go to that place. I also will say I'm not a, a typical I think a lot of people will follow like sex and relationship experts on social media. And because of my background as a physical therapist specializing in the pelvic floor and sexual medicine, I have a very different viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So I am not somebody who is, well, here's what I'll say. As a physical therapist, you know how to grade movement. You know how to grade rehab from the tiniest step, right? Like getting out of bed. A physical therapist could help you get out of bed and work on bed mobility. Or they could help you get back to running a marathon. I view pleasure, connection, and intimacy in the same light. Okay. And I shared, I've shared with you in the past, not while we're recording, but this, these are my three steps that I use, compassion, boundaries, and baby steps for a lot of my work. Because one, I, I think compassion is one of the fastest ways to put our nervous system into safety yeah. so that we can move out of fear, so that we can take action. And so I have had a self-compassion practice for many years and I use it every day in my, I practice it. It's a habit that I have practiced the habit of self-compassion. So I think that helps with some of the shame and guilt resilience. And then I also understand that in different seasons of life, we're going to have different boundaries. When my clients come to me and they have a newborn, there are different boundaries around emotional and physical connection with their partner. Then we're going to have if somebody comes to me and they're experiencing pain during penetration or if somebody comes to me and they say, I love my partner. I wish we had more fulfilling intimacy. I always enjoy it when we do it, but I get to the end of the day and uh, I'm just really tired and I just want to zone out. And how can we build a road back to a fulfilling, not boring, not feeling like a checklist item sex life? Those are different boundaries for all of those situations, right? And so I knew that in this season of my life, I had different boundaries, right? There were times when I could uh, barely walk around the block. I had a different boundary for what pleasure and connection were going to look like for me. And then the third step, baby steps. It's always about baby steps, just like I, I shared from getting in and out of bed to like running a marathon, right? Physical therapists love our teeny tiny 
if you've ever been to physical therapy, it's like annoyingly simple exercises that are boring sometimes, but it's... They work. Yeah, they work. And because now I have moved more into the coaching realm surrounding pleasure, I also know the power of dopamine. And okay, we're not going to do boring things. We're going to do tiny things that feel great, right? So in different times, that looked like just singing. I would sing one song a day. That was my dose of pleasure. If I couldn't really walk that well, I would sit in the park and have other people meet me in the park. So I had social connection and I had nature. I was doing a lot of art at that time. I was doing a lot of red light therapy. And although I couldn't dance the way I wanted to dance, I would put on, I'm a Latin dancer, so I would put on salsa music and just move my hips gently in front of my red light therapy. And that was my connection to dancing. And so in business, this looks, I had about zero to five hours capacity for business stuff during that time. So those are my boundaries. I have zero to five hours of extra energy to give to this. Sometimes it's zero and sometimes I cancel it. And that's okay. I have compassion with myself, right? You can go through all those steps. But when I did have more capacity, then I would reach out to a few people that I knew I passed clients, I felt safe with, or I enjoyed working with. And I would say, I'm doing a secret mini group. Do you want to be a part of it or do you not want to? That was my baby step. I didn't do any forward-facing launches. I didn't do any big, I didn't record any reels. I didn't do anything that was like extra energy for me. But I was still thinking about how do I want to show up? What do I want in the future? I enjoy, luckily, my work is so energetically giving to me. I feel very lit up by it. Yeah. And so luckily, all the clients that I was seeing it felt really nourishing. And I just wasn't really focusing on bringing new people in, but new people find me through referral sources or a lot of therapists refer to me, a lot of physical therapists refer to me. And so I would find people, they would come to me, but it was at a slower pace than maybe it has been in other seasons. And that was okay because that wasn't my focus. And I've even shared with you, Molly, now, luckily in the last three months, it's just been a steady upward trajectory. And yes, it's wiggly, squiggly. That's what any life is. It's not a perfect linear line, but I am at least moving upward and able to live more. And I haven't been able to fully live in so long that I'm still not 100% putting all of my energy into business. I'm putting my energy into what feels good in my life because I know that following what feels good in life is going to give me more energy to come back and better serve my community, better serve my clients, better show up and call call people in who want to not just learn how to spice up your sex life, right? That's not what this is. It's do you want to feel safe in your body? Do you feel do you want to feel deeply connected to yourself? Do you want to feel deeply connected to your partner? Do you want to feel playful? in the bedroom, like it's something that you're looking forward to at the end of the day, not like it's something on your to-do list. And are you open to having a five-minute practice where you connect with your partner, either emotionally, physically, or both, or a 50-minute practice where you can connect to your partner emotionally, physically, or both? And are you willing to play around and let go of that perfectionism and see how your life changes? Those are my people that I'm calling in. 
Yes. I'm like, my body's taking deep breaths as I listen to you because this is everything that the new era that we're in represents. And so there's some really important lessons I'm hoping that everyone was taking away as Rose was talking here because the old era way would be like, oh shit, even if I'm tired and even if my body's not feeling great, I need to get on here and do a reel to track some business for me. And in one of the first episodes I ever did, I shared how I needed like a business proposal. And I was like, my body just can't do it. And I sat down on the couch and five minutes later, a doorbell rings with one of my great friends who I hadn't seen in a long time was all these templates to use. And so that was like the evidence of being in an inflow with your body and with nature and all the things. And that's what you did. And I know that you've had some great months recently, even though, like you just said, I'm not putting 100% into business. We're not meant to put 100% into business. And that's the old way. And that's people could never find balance. And I'm not saying, listen, if you're starting a business or trying to grow your brand, obviously you're going to put more energy and you got to get up your off your butt and do some things. But that's assuming you have the healthy body and all of the things are in alignment for you to do that. When the seasons come, like Rose is talking about, the seasons come where there's something that happens where you're not able to show up in the way that you could. This is a really beautiful masterclass on scaling. That's really what you talked about. Passion became just moving your hips slightly while you're in front of red light instead of, I've seen your dance moves on Instagram. I know what you can do. And that that probably, that could have felt really paralyzing and upsetting to you. That's all you could do that day. But for you, you allowed that to get you into the vibration. Yeah. One of your passions. Yeah. I heard myself say, I can't dance. I can't dance. And I was so in the energy of lack. Yeah. And I just heard myself. I was like, that's not true. Right. I can't dance to the scale that I want to. Right. Right. But I can dance. There's no reason why I can't do this one minute a day. Right. Five minutes a day. And I started to play with that and it just grew and grew and grew and grew. And I'm still not 100% back to where I was feeling dance-wise. Like I, my body still feels different. And so it's not what it looked like before, but I'm not in a victim mentality about it. I'm making choices based on where my body is and I'm slowly growing. And I also want to name last year, I was in a place with my business where there was a lot of fear. Anytime there was a dip, I would react like, oh my God, what's, and then I would go into this place. And what I found last year was if I take a little bit, no matter what the month is, if I take a little bit and put it in a business savings account, that's something that helps my nervous system feel safer. That's root chakra stuff. And so, yes, it's about changing our mindset, but there are intentional things that we can do, right? In the masculine we've talked about. Yeah. Like setting aside money in a savings account made me feel a lot safer this year than if I hadn't been doing that all year last year because I was able to dip into savings because there there were good months. There were also months where there was nothing. And that's, I oh my God, I just finished recording this because my raise your money vibes is I'm making it evergreen now. And there's, we live in the world of woo. This is how we operate. We're energy sensitive people. And so it's a lot of up leveling and calling in and you've done that beautifully. And also there's beautiful ways to use money in the energy of like very 3D, very predictable. And that's really Mm -hmm. important to have the balance of both. And that's a beautiful thing that you just shared there because we can be too in the feminine with money and be like, 
I'll just manifest more. And it's, yeah, but it might not be that month, especially if you're like a non-specific manifester, like I'll get big buckets and then crickets, big buckets, and then crits, right? So it's those are, that's a beautiful practice that you created for yourself to give that root chakra a little love for this yeah. year. And you were provided for, but that may, took the pressure off of you a little bit. So that's a beautiful balance of both of those energies of yeah. calling in the referrals without really efforting that, without forcing that. And also you had that predictable nest egg for yourself there that you created for the, that very reason. Absolutely. And I just had a thought that went away, but I, what I wanted to say earlier was something that I use in my coaching practice is this red, yellow, and green practice, right? Green is something that feels great all the time. Like I I often use the example of a shoulder rub. If anyone pretty much that I know, right? Not a stranger, but if anyone that I know wanted to give me a shoulder rub, I'd be like, hell to the yes. <laughs> that always feels great in my body, right? Yeah. Yellow would be something that's sometimes okay, sometimes not okay, right? And then a red is something that you're either like a hell no, or it's just very energetically draining, right? And so for me, I know that having a certain amount of money in a savings account helps my body just stay in that green zone longer for things. And same with this conversation that we've been having about how do how do we continue to infuse pleasure into every little step of the journey, right? Oh, I'm so excited that I have this savings account just waiting to support me when I need it. Another way that I infuse more green into the money of my business is I'll say, I think about the ebb and flow of money like the ocean. And when there's been quite a few months where it's low, I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to see what's coming. I can't yeah. wait to see what's coming. And that helps me move back into the green because yeah. what goes up must come down and what goes down must come up. And yeah, that's and just the cycle of nature. Like you said, it, it can that can scale over time. You know what I mean? But I know yeah. like my mentor said, when I finally got it, she's like, oh, now you've learned to enjoy the ebb and flow because sometimes the universe is, listen, kid, you need a little break here. You've been yeah. busting it too hard. Yeah. And when you learn, oh, okay, this isn't forever. This isn't, you don't put meaning behind it. You yeah. make smart moves like you did. You had your savings account, but you don't start doubting or questioning. It's just, okay, like, yeah. how do I scale to where I'm at right now and hold the space for this isn't the forever? Yeah. That acceptance and this is what is right now. Present. I don't know what will be tomorrow. I don't know what will be the next day. Right. But what this is what I'm working with right now. There were days I couldn't take out the trash. Okay, I can't take out the trash right now. How can I add more pleasure to my day? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to take a bath. That's what I can do. Or okay, I'm going to take myself to the park. Or okay, I'm going to ask a friend to come over and take out my trash for me and just hang out with me. That's how I'm going to add pleasure right now. And so it's, my clients always laugh at me because I'm like, what's the 1% version of that? What's the 5%? Because when we're, okay, I ask people at the end of our coaching calls, well, what, what's your next best baby step? What do you want to do? And oftentimes people are like, well, I want to have a date night with my partner and we're going to have foreplay and then we're going to do this whole thing. We're going to try this exercise that you gave us. And I was like, okay, what's the 1% version? <laughs> right? Because we always want to do this gourmet version. It's okay. Well, we'll make eye contact for one minute. I'm like, great. That seems great. super easy and achievable. Right. I'm like, <laughs> does that feel 
so easy that it's impossible to fail. Great. Start there because yeah. then you're going to be craving more. I would much rather you have a, an action step that's super easy that builds momentum so that you're in the desire of more and you can fulfill that desire versus an action step that is so overwhelming that you move into freeze. You can't even go into desire because you, you're not in safety. Yes. I love what you're saying there because it also, in my world, what it does is create alignment and authenticity. You had said right before we got on that you would listen to your messy is your magic. Like some days you just don't feel like 100%. And when you force yourself to show up and do all the things at 100%, that's when you get into burnout and depletion and all the things. Totally. If you can authentically show up to the 3% that you can give that day, then it feels good for you and for the people that are in the situation that you're in because it feels real. Absolutely. And when we put the expectation of 100% on ourselves in any area of life, right, this is perfectionism, but we are bound to fail. So we're constantly feeling not enough. We're constantly feeling like we're having to push harder, do more, achieve more. And that constant feeling of not enoughness is so exhausting. It tells our nervous system that we're not safe. And so when we say to less, it forces us to be very discerning with how do I want to use my limited time and energy? What's the most important way that I could use this? And then Again, there's something in in my work called responsive desire. And this is where you're not necessarily in the mood initially when somebody is like, hey, you want to get busy? And you're like, no, me, right? <laughs> Which is how a lot of us experience desire. I want to normalize that. And how most people that I work with experience desire is I always use this example. You think about your friend invites you over. You've already eaten. You're not hungry. They offer you food. You're like, I'm good. I, I just ate. Then you smell their food cooking and it smells freaking delicious. And then your mouth starts watering. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to need some of that food. Right? So that's how a lot of us experience sexual desire too. But this is also true in other areas of our life. If you've ever told yourself you were going to go to the gym and then been like, I just don't want to go. And then you get your gym shoes on and you get to the gym and you're like, okay, actually, this is fun. I'm glad I did this. And then you feel amazing after. Yeah, exactly. And remembering that is a normal way that we build motivation, that we build desire, that we build momentum. And the things that stop us are pressure and lack of safety, meaning if that friend invites you over and is, try some of my food. I made all this food for you and you're not going to eat it. Why, Why aren't you eat it? eating it? Right. You're like, Lust. I definitely don't want any food now. Or most of the time, I'm going to name this, the pressure is internalized. Yeah. So, oh my God, she invited me over and she made all this food. She's going to hate me if I don't eat it. I should just eat it. It's not going to be appetizing. You're doing it right. out of obligation, which how many times... And our relationship are, oh gosh, it's been a long time. I should probably just rally and uh, I don't want them to be disappointed or I don't want them to go somewhere else, right? We put all this internalized pressure on ourselves. Or if our nervous system is just not physiologically in a place of safety, meaning if somebody is breaking into the house while the cookies are baking, you're not going to smell those cookies. You're going to be like, I'm in danger. I got to go. Or if you get a stressful email from work, you're going to be immediately figuring out what's going on there. And so understanding this big roadblock, okay, now we can take the pressure off. Now we can create more safety in the nervous system. 
And we can do that many ways. We can do that through tapping. We can do that through somatics. We can do that through coaching. We, should, we can do that through mindset. We can do that through therapy. All of those ways. Nature, friendship, whatever helps you feel safe. That plus smelling the cookies, putting yourself in a situation where it's the low pressure, low stakes, the 1% for you to get a taste, get a smell, and then you can build that momentum. Then you can build that desire. Then you can grow your belief, your production, your connection with your partner, your money. You can grow whatever you want. But those are the key things that I would love for people to take away from this conversation that you can apply to any area of your life, from your sex life, to your relationship, to your business, to your health. You can build. I always ask people, I'm like, what's your like productivity foreplay? Like, how are we going to build your desire to accomplish this thing that you want to accomplish? How are we going to make it sexy? How are we going to make it fun? How are we going to take the pressure off? Oh, it's so funny. I call it meditation foreplay, but I'm like, you can't just sit down and think you're going to get into this blissful state. Do a few minutes of like alternative nose breathing or like something to like something to transition your system up. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. I want to go eat cookies and <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> I will drop all of your contact information below and go head over to Rose's pages and follow her. And if you enjoyed today's um, conversation that we had, thank you for sharing it with the people in your communities. And we will talk to you next time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And if you are in a place where you're feeling disconnected from your body, disconnected from your partner, feeling any kind of way in your sex life. If it feels heavy, like you wish it there felt ease, excitement, connection, please, I encourage you to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at Be Well With Rose. And I hold one-off events where we just move our body, either sensual movement practices, if you want to smell the cookies, or I also do more safety-based practices where we use somatic practices and nervous system practices to move energy through our bodies so we get to a place of safety. And then I also lead more extensive group programs that combine the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical. And I work one-on-one with couples as well. So please, I would love to hang out with you. And if you're not sure if I'm the right fit or you're not sure if somebody else would be a better fit, I offer free 20-minute phone calls. And if I am not a good fit for you, I will get you to the person who is. So I love that. Thank you so much. I, as always, enjoyed our conversation and I'm excited for the people who connect with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for being here. And you and I will talk soon outside of this and I will talk to the rest of you in a couple of weeks. Yes. 